Welcome to Lionheart Talks, a series of podcasts from Lionheart. Hello and welcome to Lionheart Talks podcast. This is a six-part series and it's all about well-being. And on this episode, I have the great pleasure of welcoming back Claire Davies um, to talk about difficult situations. And I'm Melissa Coffrumble and I'm your host for today. So today we're going to be discussing difficult situations at work. It may be something that you're part of at the moment or it may be something which you are concerned about. And we're coming across this subject more and more frequently in our conversations with beneficiaries of both our services and corporate partners. Now, we recognise this is a huge topic and we can hope to cover it all in one podcast, but we're going to start talking about it and hopefully we'll touch on some important areas. So, Claire, you must come across situations like this while supporting individuals or through your coaching practice. And when we think of difficult situations in the workplace, what might they be? Um, well, Melissa, they can be quite varied. Um, in essence, one, a predominant one is um, performance issues. You know, what, what you might be in a new management role. You might be managing uh, a new project team. And that stepping up leaves new demands. It leaves you feeling overwhelmed, not in control and suddenly you don't feel you're performing. Or it could be you've got a team member that's not being productive, you know, or someone is complaining all the time and you're feeling frustrated, you're anxious, you're hoping things will change. Or you might be dealing as a manager with the teams not working well together. And this can be especially the case at a time of change. And I kind of get the impression um, that this quite often is something that we might want to shy away from or avoid. And, and is that something that you come across? Very much, because none of us likes to be the bad guy, uh, the one that people are complaining about. And we all have a, a need to be liked and respected. And then suddenly you've got the situation where you've got your peer group you're suddenly in charge and you still want to be part of the team. It isn't easy, you know. Or if you've got a situation where you don't think the team member is doing as well as you would expect or as well as you would do, and yet you stay away. It is hard. Yeah, I I can see that, Claire. And I think there's also certain situations, isn't there, where you might have been promoted within your team. So previously you were in a peer relationship with, with, with a team member and now suddenly you're managing them. So I imagine that's quite a difficult situation to be in. That one is a particularly difficult. So it, that obviously relates to internal promotions. And it's particularly difficult because suddenly your, your best friend, your team member you've worked with, you're suddenly in charge of them. And it can be quite a balance act finding that new way and make it very difficult. So in your experience, why do you think people fear having these kind of conversations or or dealing with difficult situations at work? Well, what it is, is we have a lot of uncertainty generally, but we all like to feel in control. We know what we're doing, we know our jobs, we know where we're going. But having that tough conversation, you're uncertain of the outcome. 
how's the other person going to react? You know, are they going to th throw down the towel and get angry? Or are they going to rise to it, the challenge, and start producing as you would like them to? And also, you might not know what's going on for them. You know, that uncertainty is also about what's the reason for the poor performance? Have you got that time? Have you got that space to really listen, to find out what's going on? Or is it, we've got to get this project done, we've got to get this task done. And so you're a bit anxious if it's something that's going to take you outside of that. And I think, I mean, certainly from my personal perspective, um, I, I'd be really worried that this was perhaps going to make the situation worse or cause further conflict or raise some resentment. And yes, I think sometimes when we're not happy with something, we've got a difficult situation, it can go either way. So it's key is to think a little bit, plan, you know, what are the first steps that you could take and think, what's your desired outcome for the team, the project, the bit of work? And are you actually explaining clearly what you're looking for? Do they even understand? It can be sometimes as basic as that. You've assumed a, a level of knowledge or a level of understanding or experience and it's not there. And it might be even more so when you're managing a new team and you don't really know a lot about them. That's really true. So it could be that, you know, actually it's when you, you, when you find yourself in this situation, it's about maybe taking a little bit of a step back and in your opinion, what do you think the first steps really are when dealing with a situation like this in the workplace? Because, I mean, there could be quite considerable conflicting opinions and, and it is, as you say, probably all about preparing ourselves. Yes, it, it is sort of giving yourself uh, that time and space, preparing yourself, maybe thinking of the different perspectives, thinking about your team and thinking about, do you know their strengths? Do you know what they've already got on their plates? Uh, do you know how people like to work? What sort of attitudes they have? That knowledge is also key. So sometimes it's find out a little bit more, take your time, don't rush for solutions. Yeah, and I think touching on, you know, when emotions are running quite high, sometimes it is, it is kind of like the easiest thing to do is to, like I say, rush to a judgment or kind of make make assumptions about what's going on. But I think it's really important in this situation to probably stick to the facts and maybe think it, think it through. Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, yeah, very much. Um, just, you know, especially when one team member is impacting on another, sometimes they don't even know that their behaviour or their lack of productivity is having a negative effect on the whole team. So sometimes even that, stick to the facts and just, this is what's happening and this is the impact. And I'm wondering what you can do to change the situation, but without blame, without sort of you or this, rather about what can be done to change the situation. Uh, yeah, I agree totally. And I think there's probably something as well around what we want to achieve at the end of these conversations. You know, what is our desired outcome in all of this? You know, where, where is it that we want to get to? Because I think sometimes it's probably easier 
when you're having these conversations if if we know where we want to be and if we can communicate that to others then then that's only really a win-win situation yes that that is very much the case it goes back to a difficult situation needs to be planned for it needs to be thinking what what is involved what am i looking for from this conversation from this project and how best can i approach it Again, and I think I've like said before, things aren't one hat fits all. Mm. It's different situations. And I think you, you touched on it earlier, Claire, about it's really important to get to know your team and the characters and what their strengths are. And do you that that must have an impact, I suppose, when you're looking at difficult situations to actually get under the skin, find out what's going on with your team? Yes, yes. And, you know, it, it can start at one level, it can start with the practical. It, just starting with that and thinking, is there a training need? Do they feel open enough to communicate? Is there a build-up of trust where they can say what they need, what they're looking for? Have you created those two-way conversations so they can say, I need a little bit of work support, that area of work I'm not sure about. So that you then understand when it's appropriate to delegate, what the strength of the person is that's very good with processes and procedures, and then who's the idea person when you want to change something. Get to know your team. I think that, that is that's a very important message. I agree with that. So... We've kind of been talking a bit about situations where there, there, there might be one thing wrong, but we, we've also got to look at situations where there could be multiple things that are going on for a team. And, and it may be that we're in a situation that the individual that you're wanting to speak to has family issues or, or things going on at home which might be having an impact on their performance at work. And do you think... That's, that's probably something that we need to look at as well, Claire, isn't it? Yes, yes. If we start by having that open door, that feeling that they can be trusted, we can go a bit deeper. You then start to notice when suddenly you've got presenteeism and that member of staff is there but not producing. You've got the person that's suddenly not listening, that seems ultra-stressed, out of the blue is suddenly aggressive. That conversation, that time where you might ask lots of questions to have that understanding of new perspectives. I, I, you know, I'm wondering what, what, what's going on at the moment? How can I help you? What do you see as the difficulties? Those moments are so worth having. That giving empathy in a difficult time will pay win-win later do we well when you when you're faced with the situation we've probably got multiple problems and, and we've discussed here about where somebody's performance at work might be being impacted by what's going on at home do you think there's kind of a hierarchy of which problem you should face first or what problem you should deal with first i think it's having that conversation and thinking what is impacting the member of staff the most? What would be most helpful? If they were a carer, for instance, and they're just overloaded, that moment to chat, 
that may be that review of their time work working conditions for that time that referral to a Lionheart carers webinar all these things give the message i care so that the team member can recharge be dealing with some of the stresses so they can come back and deal with things in a new way that is good that's good advice there claire and i think now we've kind of strayed into this area of, of how personal situations or home life might be impacting on on what's going on at work it's it's really about now focusing on how we can manage that situation maybe in a more sensitive way um and 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 perhaps seeing that situation from that person's perspective and from that person's perspective as a manager that person needs to feel they can trust you they need to feel that you'll listen they'll need to feel they won't get a negative response because there's always reasons for things. There's always something going on that's impacting. So that understanding without agenda can really help. And as I said, if someone's particularly traumatized, we have a, a counseling team, we have additional support at Lionheart. As a manager, you don't need to carry everything. Lionheart is also here to support. So if, if someone's in, in that particular situation where they're trying to elicit a bit more information about someone's personal circumstances, I suppose, from my perspective, it's about probably asking questions, quite a few questions, but also about having that active listening going on and, and making sure that there's kind of room for that, the I statements rather than you did or you said and, and making it less accusatory so I think but trust is a is a huge a huge thing in this and and you know I think that's that's probably the way forward because that's just going to lead to people opening up isn't it and, and giving you that perspective on what what might be might be causing the impact on their day-to-day -day life so Claire I think we kind of talked a bit a bit through here what, what it is that you might be able to do when you're in those situations, but we've kind of made assumptions that this we might hit the hit the mark the first time and I think we all recognise that in real life that's probably not gonna happen. So what what would you suggest if, if we don't necessarily find a solution straight away and, and okay. what we can do in that, that in that, that situation? Um and what I would say is that is the case for a lot of difficult situations. You could say it's small steps at a time. The, the area where that uh, member of staff says they need some training, you know the relevant training, you're able to send them on it. It already moves to a quick, a quick win, but other things don't. It's step by step. It's starting with practical and it's thinking, co opening conversations and thinking when is it relevant if they are very very stressed it might not even be appropriate sometimes it's also sensitivity and thinking time after time being there offering a listening ear being available and then thinking what solutions are possible so brainstorming you might even be being aware of the strengths of the team and also thinking can someone else help that's teamwork too. Yeah, I think it's, for, for me, it's something around this no one size fits all. 
um, and and really just feeling your way through the initial conversation and seeing if it's appropriate because sometimes uh, you might have a situation where perhaps someone wasn't even aware that there was a, a challenge or an, or an issue with their behaviour so this might be a, a, a complete surprise to them and they, they need some time to go away and figure it out and process it so it may be that you have to plan a bit further down the line to have more of, of these conversations and, and resolve it perhaps over a longer period of time. Yes, yes, that is correct because as you say, they might not even be aware of the impact of their behaviour. So it is a tightrope, you know, getting across, this is the impact of what you're doing. What do you think might help? And apologies, because even then I'm using the you but this is the impact rather of the interruptions or the criticisms of, of the team. How might we as a team look at it in a different way? That's, um, that, that's great, Claire, thank you. But I suppose sometimes not every situation necessarily needs a, a face-to-face sit-down or a, a, a more formal chat. It may be that we're in a position where we can see something on the horizon. Um, we can see something that maybe is is starting to happen. And have we got any ideas around what we could do in a situation to perhaps head them off at the pass or maybe avoid having to have these conversations in the first place? Um, one thing that's very helpful is to have regular times, drop-in times, where you're available to the staff as a team and as individuals. So it, it, informal ones, no agenda, just is there anything you would like to talk about? The times don't need to be long and they don't need to be even every week, but regular. So that person can say, or you can say, how's things? Sometimes even the, how are you, can help. You know, if it's meant without agenda. I think it's really useful. I mean, I know in my own personal life, I have one-to-ones with my managers and, and they're pop, popped in the diary once a fortnight, once every three weeks. And they're there for me, ostensibly. So if I've got anything that I want to discuss or anything that's um, challenging me or anything I want to discuss with them, I know that's an opportunity um, for, for me to be able to talk to them. And having that open door is is always really, really helpful. So, yeah, thank you for that, Claire. I, yeah. I'm kind of thinking, is there anything that we can suggest from a Lionheart perspective for those that are listening um, and, and they might be wondering where to go for help or what can Lionheart do specifically? Have you got anything that, that we could suggest to listeners in, in that respect? Yes, I think there is a lot that Lionheart can do. Um, one, one common sort of denominator is difficult situations are stressful. So... Sometimes that confidential, independent call to the support services team just to have that chat and going through some stress can help with a new perspective, can help you go back to the team and find a new approach. If you or other members of your staff are affected wellbeing-wise, that our webinars on wellbeing, there's quite a few on, on our webinar library and also ongoing. They can all be helpful. We've also got our counselling team. So if you know that a member of staff or you yourself have so much to deal with, 
you're feeling particularly anxious or particularly depressed, don't carry it alone. That's what Lionheart's for and we can refer you for counselling. Or if you had a plan, want a plan on how to approach things, you know it's going to be a bit of a journey. Sometimes coaching can help. It can also sometimes help you find how do I get clarity managing upwards? But that also is something to consider. So we are here in lots of different ways and we would always say, give us a call if you've got difficult conversations ahead. That's great, Claire. Thank you for that. And as Claire says, um, anyone who's affected by any of the subject matter in this or any of our podcasts, then please do reach out to Lionheart and the support team. Um, we are there to take your call and to help you going forward. Um, all of our contact information is on our website at lionheart.org.uk. And all that remains for me to say is um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Lionheart Talks podcast. And thank you, Claire. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you again. Um, and I hope that we get to uh, talk again sometime in the future. So I've been your host, Melissa Goff-Rundle, and thank you for listening to our podcast.